bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men. This is the podcast, the great podcast, and the only podcast where we break down and review the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In minute by minute. I'm Emily Monkey Town. I'm Lord Andrew. Today, oh, we also pair it with another feature film. That's we, another part of what we do here. Yes, yes. We're we're in the zone. Of, Can you imagine listening? Being this is your first episode of the podcast you're listening to. Um, no, but I <laughs> I think about that a lot with different podcasts yeah. because like, are there a certain podcasts that you remember you started at a weird point and that somehow you got into it? Campaign. Yeah. So, uh, for. Doughboys, I had to listen to like three just random episodes over the course of two years before I finally was like, yeah, I love this. Oh, Hollywood Handbook, it took me, I'm not joking, I think my 14th attempt is when I finally got into it. Yeah. Uh, And now I love it, but like, yeah, there were, there was 13 times when I listened to that podcast and I was like, this just kind of sucks. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really weird. So I hope if this is your first time listening, hello, welcome, thank you. We're sorry. And we're sorry. Uh, and we're sorry. Uh, so we are in the the stretch of episodes uh, where the minute is randomly paired with a movie. Yes. Normally we try to pick a movie that is thematically linked to the content of the minute. Yeah. But for these 10, it's just a complete luck of the draw. Except, Except for this, this episode. One. Uh, so this, this, this one and another one coming up are exceptions to that rule well they are they are numerically tied yes choices not they're not tied to the content of the minute it's just a pure numerical choice for minute 64 we are celebrating that and nintendo's famous association with the number 64 yes um which is why we're watching we've watched super mario brothers to pair with this minute yes a movie that we've seen many times yeah (laughs) and we want to watch as many times as possible it's the only movie you need really i feel it has everything Mm -hmm. um you want to talk about this minute though yeah, let's get into the minute. And uh, you, since since this is an even-numbered episode, yes. even though neither of us made this choice, you will be the one to decide how it is connected to the minute. So you will be the one to decide when we talk about Super Mario Brothers. I love it. Uh, the napkin landed perfect. Yeah. We that saw... Was, we were on pins yeah, and needles a, from the end of the last minute to this one. It was a cliffhanger. Yeah, it really I, was. I, I couldn't remember the word cliffhanger. What were you going to say? Catch hanger. Good. <laughs> uh, so the, this is the end of a montage of uh mr grant preparing for the crystal ball uh getting all of uh, uh everything in order uh letting all the all of his employees know how he wants things handled mm-hmm. uh so he is standing uh kind of at eye level with a table and place setting and is motioning like he's landing you know a helicopter or something or like a lunar lander yeah uh, like the, the martians that were on mars when the mars lander landed they were waving us down yeah of course yeah. so it's like backing into a parking space. Yeah. We didn't have an arrangement with them. They just saw that we were struggling. We're like, okay, go, uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yes, this crater's empty. Come on <laughs> yeah. down. Uh, so he he motions, and then he, he kind of does like uh, like two fists, means like stop. Yeah. And it's landed perfectly. It's centered perfectly. Yeah. He loves it. Um, That's fun. Then It's uh, stupid, but it's fun, yeah, which is really all you can kind of aspire to when you're inside the movie Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, then there's too much frosting. Yeah, well, and I've got a note here. I, I actually took notes for a change, and my mm-hmm. note here says Grant worsens the cake. Yeah, I do. I, I think there is something uh, going on here where... Uh, he is watching very intently. We're seeing our friend Young Chef again. The, I don't believe this is Young Chef. I believe it is. I believe Young this Chef. is 
pastry man. Oh. This is a third. <laughs> I'm going to take a second A look. third uh, kitchen character. Okay. Uh, but this is uh, some kind of pastry chef. Oh, you're right. We do who, see Young Chef again in a second, though, no? Yes. Young okay, Chef yeah, is a part of. of this sequence. But you are correct. This is not Young Chef. This is some kind of pastry chef or dessert uh, specialty yeah, chef. This is pastry man. You yeah, pastry it. man. Uh, who is putting additional frosting onto a cake that is fully frosted? Well, it's like de- it's like details. Like yeah, it's yeah. A, the cake is frosted with one color. He's putting these little green dots. On. Yeah, I just didn't want people to think it was a plain cake. No. It is a it is a it nearly is a or- finished, ornately decorated cake. Yes, and so he's putting some kind of you know it's meant to be floral or a stripe or something like that. They're, well, they're dots, I believe. Until Mr. Grant gets, they're kind involved. of folded though in a special yeah, way. Yeah, you're right. There, there is a there is a an elegance to them. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Grant is intently watching this man until uh, he screws up. Yeah. But then he pipes out a little too much frosting. A little too We've much. All had that problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Mr. Grant, uh, and then much like when we have that problem, Mr. Grant reaches over with his finger to <laughs> pick it up. Yeah, and it really just—I know. Really in my, just in, in my, in, when up we have that problem in our personal life. Jason Alexander always comes in and <laughs> yeah. makes a real mess. With his yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he—he, he, you know, have you ever seen? Do you have you ever watched a cake decorating show? No. So I, I know someone who's been on one. I think we know that same person. Yes, we do. Okay, <laughs> so. Uh, I believe there is, you know, a technique where you can very quickly scoop a bit of frosting off of something like that. Oh, for sure that's, there is. That's, that's not what Mr. Grant is doing. Yeah, though. especially even if it's touched other frostings. You yeah. can get in there real quick. Yeah, if you get in there quick, if, like, if it hasn't like set yet, yeah. it, it, you can just... Uh, but Mr. Grant really just smudges. Yeah, Mr. Grant just completely takes the situation and makes it worse here. Yeah, so I don't know. They're going to have to fix that. Yeah. Uh, but we cut away before we see how that how that fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see, see how that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> There's glasses. Yeah, and this champagne is where, flutes. Do we get this? There's a little section here in the montage where we see people setting up things, and mm. then we see the same shot of Mr. Grant, and the audio is layered such that the montage music is still happening, but we can hear Mr. Grant talk a little over it. Yeah, it's always he's holding like a clipboard and a pen, and I and he says different. Th- the like uh, the first thing that he says after the champagne flutes is absolutely beautiful, and then uh huh, no no what oh he's, then no no yeah then he says no no well because of the moment. candles. Yeah. So we see. Well, uh, okay. So here's what I'm here's what I'm asking. Yeah. Are we certain that what he's saying is always directly related to the things we're seeing on screen, or are they both just separate moments in time that are part of this montage? Because to me, in, in my eye, there's only one instance where I feel that they are oh, okay. definitively, and that hasn't happened yet. I thought the no no with the candles made sense because the woman made a face she and did. was showing multiple she candles. Was still, yeah. I don't know. That one to me feels connected. Okay, but then explain this next one, Hotshot. Well, uh, he does say in about half an hour. Yeah, someone lays down plates and he says in about half an hour. Now, what could that mean? Yeah, he's not. That's not connected. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh huh. The third one is the one that I believe is connected. We're seeing polished silverware, and yeah. then we see a man with flowers. Yes. And and Mr. Grant says excellent. Before he says excellent, though, he does a sort of variation on the Italian chef kiss the gesture, chef kiss. Mm-hmm. and I. This is a specific kind of chef kiss that I've seen before, and I, mm. I, I, I kind of like. It's a little, you know, when we, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the classic chef kiss, and then yeah. I'm gonna do Mr. Grant's, and I want you to describe the difference. Okay. okay, so this is classic chef kiss. Classic. Okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the the first two fingers on the hand touching the thumb. It's it's all together, facing the lips, and then with the kiss, you turn, you turn the hand and like throw it. Yeah. Kind of throw it up. 
Now his version yeah. is perhaps maybe just the same thing, but a little sloppier. But it's yeah. more like this. Oh, it's uh, yeah. The hand is less to get the, the the fingers are less precise. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like when they tell you to loosely grab something, you know, like yeah. it's a loosely held just, chef's kiss. And, and you it, just go, kinda, it, it gets thrown out less. Too. You lightly toss it. And I I kind of I it it feels <clears throat> I, I, this is a rare moment where I'm going to praise the performance of Jason Alexander. I actually oh. like this chef kiss because it feels more earnest to me. Mm-hmm. It truly is. Yeah. Uh, then the 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 finale of this uh, of this. Is a young chef, yeah, uh, getting a handshake, big, hearty handshake, enthusiastic handshake. out of Mr. Grant. He yeah. says "Bravo!" Yes, uh, he applauds not the cake, but the people decorating it. Yeah, I was as a joke to myself. I thought he was applauding the cake. I, th- I thought it was both. If I'm being honest, with you. <laughs> uh, and then he does take a moment. He he leans down. Well, in here, let's talk about this. Yeah. He leans down towards mm-hmm. the cake, mm-hmm. nose first. Nose first. He uses a hand to gesture air into nostril. Yeah, he's doing a big whiff. Uh, I believe he's smelling the flowers on the cake. Here, well, here's my issue with this. Yeah, his nose is clearly lined up so that he's smelling one of the fake frosting flowers, mm. and then he adds a real flower from his lapel. Yeah. Oh, you think that's unsanitary? I think that's unsanitary. Okay. I also think it's weird that he is very... Like, there are whole other layers of the cake. Like, mm-hmm. he smells one part of the cake, and then he goes and does some shit on a, di- a completely different part of the there cake. There are real flowers at the bottom of the cake. Yes. That's where he adds his but that's not. Flower. But that's not where he does his big whiff. Yeah, his big whiff is towards the middle, which... It's, but no, it's not even just towards the middle. It oh. is, there is a specific flower he is sniffing. It's a specific fake flower on the middle of the cake. Yeah. It's a frosting flower, and then he adds his real flower from his lapel to the bottom of the cake. I but I just think it's a very I don't I, I just think it's a very weird sequence. It is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wonder if they couldn't find a different way for him to add a flower. Also, the, another maybe Mr. Grant just hates cakes. I mean he can't <laughs> he, he can't help but sabotage at least some aspect of this because the other thing is the flower from his lapel mm. clearly does not match the rest of the flowers. No, the cake. N- neither color scheme nor size. No. Yeah. It's it's truly not not a good fit. No, uh, that it is odd. I I don't know. If, I can't defend it. Yeah, I can say that. It, much. It, to me, it just reeks of you know this is a movie contrivance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so then this montage ends. Yes. And we we are transported to a completely different portion yeah. of the minute. The energy of the minute changes. Shift. Yeah. There's a hard shift. Very quickly. Uh, we are floating in the room above Lord Rutledge as he types on his little laptop. And you know what I notice as we float? Huh? Banana peel in the trash can. Oh. Yeah. Do you think Rutledge has a taste for him now? <laughs> Maybe they're just around so much that he's developed a taste, perhaps. Uh-huh. Or perhaps it was left before well, left by Dunstan before he left. Perhaps. Uh, well, I mean, how many days have gone? It's so. What is this? You know, how I many days have I gone by? I, mm, yeah, I don't know. Because it would the room would have been cleaned unless well, he was saying no clean. Yeah, because maybe because he's he's doing he's crime got, in there. Yeah, he's got secret crime in there. room. So of course he doesn't want them cleaning it. That's true. He wants his crime all over that room. Yeah. <laughs> Do not remove my crime, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he is typing on his laptop did you catch the brand of that laptop oh it was like numbers i thought we mentioned it the first time the laptop appeared although also now now that i, I thought saw it was it, upside down letters i definitely thought this was a different laptop than yeah. the first one that we <laughs> saw i believe it's a toshiba 
Yeah, I, it looks like Toshiba, but it looks like I, I th- art, well, artfully faded to obscure the logo. Yeah, I, I believe we, we noticed that it was a Toshiba the first time the okay. laptop appeared. Okay. I, well, uh, I, I saw a TO is what I saw. Yeah. Uh, so as, as he begins using this laptop, allow us to transport ourselves. I had a feeling. To the Mushroom Kingdom. I had a feeling that this is where you would be going. <laughs> Super. Switch over my notes here. Mario Brothers. Yeah. 1993's top film of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, best best actor for Bob Hoskins, best supporting for John Leguizamo. That was contentious in that category because everyone thought he should have been uh, lead and not supporting. Of course. Uh, of course, Almost Unreal won the best song. In a, in a controversial maneuver, they gave a special Oscar just to the animated portion at the beginning with the dinosaurs. Yeah, that was controversial. Uh, Dan you know Castaneda I, I did accept it because he was the voices there. Yeah. Uh, and he cried. Yeah. It was a really moving speech that he gave. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just organizing my notes. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just recounting actual things that happened. Yeah, it's true. Uh, these are the true. This is a uh, you know. This is like Time Magazine's 1993. <laughs> a year in a year reverse. in reverse. <laughs> how did how did this movie grab you this time around? It grabbed me good. I would say that you and I, not even including in our in our previous lives before our other podcast, but I would say since our other podcast about the Super Mario Brothers movie, I would say you and I are fast approaching having seen it 20 times since then. Oh sure. If not, if not having already surpassed it, uh, I think I I if my if I remember my movie log correctly, this is I think not counting before the pot the Super Mario Brothers Minute podcast. Mm-hmm. This is my fourteenth watch. Yeah, I can actually. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm gonna bring up my movie log right now, mm-hmm. and we'll see. We'll be able to see. I did not. I did not input this most recent watch, but I did the one before it. So. Mm. Uh, all, all, all we'll have to do is a little, a little, a little arithmetic. Plus one is that all you're trying to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus one. Uh, but yeah, we we, and we like watching it. That's the thing. This was seventeen for me since starting that podcast. Good, very good. Um, we do enjoy. It's still good. Yeah, it never won't be good. I, the, you know, uh. Sure guy, very good. Oh, sure guy, you gotta love him. <laughs> I would like to issue a public apology oh. to my friend Andrew because I distinctly recall us talking about uh, the line plumber alert the first time. Oh, sure. And you believed it was suggesting that this was a regular alert they had had before. Yeah. I disagreed uh-huh. at the time. Upon this watch, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm firmly on your side. So, 17 De- watches in. Yeah, yeah. Finally clicks. Dennis Hopper has such a specific choice mm-hmm. on that line read mm-hmm. that I think very much does connotate bummer alert. Like, yeah, like we got, like, this is a thing that has happened before. There is, I, I do have a, uh, my own list of notes here, but uh, I don't want to forget there was this other thing I just thought of where, uh, so when we see Daisy walking to the payphone mm-hmm. the first time, yeah, uh, that street that she's walking on, mm-hmm. and then that's where Mario comes out of the deli and he says, everybody's got tap water. Tap water yeah. uh, that is the same street that we later see Luigi and Daisy walking on after the date. Oh. 
Yes. There's only one. There, it, it, all it took was one store, but that one store was so distinct that I was like, this is the same street. Which was the one store? Uh, the one that uh, was like Great Menu Publications. Oh, see, I definitely noticed Great Menu Publications on their date, but I never noticed it in that scene. I noticed it in that scene this time, and I was like, wow. holy shit, that's the same street. See, this, this movie just keeps on giving but and giving. The thing is, you know, some people would just be like, oh, okay, yeah, they just filmed on that one street that day. No, I think it is a specific choice. I because... think so too. Because they're they're going to and coming from the dig site yes! in, both, in both instances. I yeah. think, and that's so important. And even if you consider they're walking, uh, Luigi says he's walking Daisy home. That's that's the pretense for their walk there. Yeah. But where does Daisy live? At the dig site. Exactly. <laughs> she says it's like a home to her. Yeah. So even if if you want to say, oh well, where's her home? She's like walking home already. Yeah. That's her home. Yeah. It's it all makes sense. Yeah, it all tracks. And you know what? Huh? He does walk her home, and then he walks her back to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes, where she's from. This is a good movie. This is a good movie. Um, something that you want to know? Something I really enjoyed this time around. Yes, please. When uh, Toad, before he is de-evolved, when yeah. he is still Mojo Nixon, hmm. and he's talking about uh, when he's in jail with the Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. I really appreciated what what I what I called TV spot voice, oh. which is like the way he's giving you like the quick version of. See, the king was de evolved. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. If, that's like if 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 you were if you saw a TV spot that came on during like Nickelodeon guts mm-hmm. that needed to explain the premise of the Mario movie in thirty seconds yeah. to kids. Like Mojo Nixon was doing that exact voice, and really, it's it's a joy to see in the film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't think we discussed this on our previous podcast. Mm-hmm. What is Scapelli building? Is it like Scapelli Towers? Is well, it like he's trying to make the next Empire State Building? How could he do that under a bridge? Well, it's not. They're they're not exactly under the bridge. They're kind like of the, off to I the side like of it. I feel like they're close enough to the bridge that that would cause trouble. They are very close to the bridge. Yeah. I see. This is this was the first time that I really thought to myself, "What is this building that he's trying yeah, to build what here?" What is Scapelli Building? And and t- take this. I think we've taken this for granted the whole time. Scapelli does construction and plumbing. Yeah. That's two separate businesses. Yeah. What other businesses does he have his fingers in, you know? It's true. I I I don't know. I I think uh I think he's up to something. <laughs> maybe uh maybe in the sequel we would have seen uh Scapelli is opening a pizza restaurant that's trying to sh- a chain that's trying to shut down uh Mario and Luigi's favorite mom and pop place. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have been Scapelli's brother or something because yeah. he was a uh, an ape but at the end <laughs> he was not re- reversed that's true that's yeah. true he was he was fake donkey kong <laughs> um yeah that's interesting yeah i'm not the thing about that yeah because i was thinking that perhaps they were doing something like you know the 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 famous comparison is that koopa is like trump sure but i think in that sense of at that time period a, a, a slick back hair guy built trying to build a tower. Yeah, Scapelli was perhaps a Trump figure. That was kind of, but also it's kind of like both worlds have their figure like that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is. Uh, another thing that I noticed, uh, there is a specific part at the dinner scene mm-hmm. where Daisy says that she was abandoned. Right. Obviously, yeah. we get that great uh, Mario and Daniela look so concerned. I this this moment that that moment did stand out to me in this watch as well. It's yeah. just like what a what a strong performance by Samantha Mathis. Yeah. Samantha Mathis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but she says she was left at the nun house mm-hmm. on Fulton Street. Yeah. That's where Mario and Luigi live. They live on Fulton Street, above Fulton Street Flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's just like seasons one and two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the MCU. <laughs> it's really wild. <laughs> I when, when she said it this time, it really struck it me. struck a chord. And I was like, holy shit. See, what I was thinking about that scene was like, I, I really love Daisy's character. And the, the, this scene and then the continuance of her date with Luigi. Mm-hmm. You really get the sense that she is, I don't know. I really like this choice for Daisy that she just sort of is awkward and doesn't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Um, which then makes it all the more satisfying when she sort of comes into herself and, be, and is, is going to lead the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. Once it has been freed from Koopa at the end of the film. You know, okay, so I, uh, this was another thing that I, I was thinking about. Do you think that time works differently in the Mushroom Kingdom? In that separate dimension? That's an interesting question. Because Koopa, we see Koopa at the beginning of the film uh, when he's chasing after Queen Maya when she's dropping off the egg that contains Daisy. Yeah. And then Daisy ages perhaps 20 years. Sure. And we see Dennis Hopper again as Koopa, and they have not done any kind of makeup the first time to make him look younger or the second time to make him look older. That is true. So I wonder if, if maybe there's something about the, the Mushroom Kingdom that makes your age different. Or may, I guess time would have to move slower there. Yeah. Interesting. It either moves slower or like just doesn't. I don't know. It's really... <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. Interesting. Or if it had something to do with the disruption of the of the portal, you know? There's yeah, there's a lot there. A lot of, this is a juicy movie. Yeah, it's it's very juicy. Um I did also enjoy this time the differences between Luigi driving and Mario driving. Oh sure. There's I wrote down here. Yeah. I I wrote this this is the Mad Max Fury Road of its day because mm-hmm. the like just the like the car choreography and the car stunts and like that moment when you see the car fly through the air and land on another pile of cars and that's yep. just like background detail yep like it's fucking incredible the you know the stunts and the special effects in this movie are really it does not get enough credit yeah people dismiss this movie so easily but there is some amazing technical work on display here mm-hmm. i do and and the the thing about them driving that i also really enjoyed mm-hmm. is we see luigi driving uh in new york mm-hmm. and there's the moment where uh, Mario says, "Oh, it's it's a it's a left or whatever," and yeah. Luigi turns right down an alleyway, yeah, does whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, then, when we're in Dino Hatton, it's Mario driving, and uh, Luigi tells him the wrong way on purpose yes. to get him to go the way that Luigi wants. Yeah, that's that's some good brother connection shit. Yeah, there is really like more in this film than I think we could have covered in minute by minute. Yeah. We need to just do it again. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying. <laughs> I think there's so much there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really appreciated the the chicken coop set as well. Oh, it's hell yes. It's just such a weird, good, like, I don't know. It's just such an imaginative version of, like, what would what would prisons look like in this horrible dystopian, dystopian alternate now. reality? Mm-hmm. And it's got these, it's this weird, like, these chicken coops are, like, everything's weirdly automated in a way. Yeah. But in a way that's, like, not not clean not sleek at all yeah uh it, it feels at times it feels both more dated and more futuristic than regular earth which i guess i mean that's just cyberpunk i guess to a I, certain extent but uh yeah it I fucking s- works it's so good <laughs> i still love the line uh to, isn't it mario who shouts like uh, we want a lawyer yeah and there's someone in the background you hear echo like so do i <laughs> yeah that's so that it's works great. it's, it's so good. good like this movie's alive yeah you know, it's, it's crawling a, it's a living, alive. It's crawling alive with ideas. Yeah. Um, 
You know what I found myself wondering? Hmm. What's the fungus made of? The onset fungus? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always talked about how I, I want to eat the fungus. It looks delicious to me. Uh, so actually, I reached out to the Super Mario Brothers movie archive. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, to ask what the fungus is about, and actually, I got an answer from uh, from one of their acolytes from uh, Echoes. Uh, wow! Who I think it was Echoes. It might have been Alibi. Mm. Um, I, those e names were all were tricky. Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently, that was one of the first interviews the the archive did was with uh, with one of the special effects people who talked about making the fungus. Mm. Um, and apparently, uh, it was really interesting. I highly recommend the full like interview where you can see all of it. But uh, it's basically this uh, kind of glue like substance. Okay. That uh, it it gets a certain consistency when it's hot, and then it hits cold water. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's that basically. Wow. It's hard to describe when I only half remember it, but hey, it's a good interview. But and and that's that is the the was that what Luigi was poking his head out of after they crashed yes. into the Kubahari Desert? Well, it, 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 it's all just the every... are, are variations of that. Okay, because okay. I I had to wonder. I I would think a, a lot of it would just be whatever static material they could use. Yeah. Uh, but then some of it definitely needs to be like malleable. And, yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. The way they made it too was like crazy. Like they had to like. They had to like lay fishing line, like pull it over the like a tub of water, so oh, that yeah. when it hit the, it would hit in a certain formation without like bunging together. Oh. It was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, uh, there was uh, one other just just random thing that I noticed was that at the at the end when the mattress crashes into the display yeah. of the thwomper stompers, yeah, um, there were different colored shoes. Yes, I noticed I, that. Yeah, I felt like I'd never seen that before, <laughs> and that's that's really cool that. To to go, it's not just they're all the same. Yeah, it's like a like a store would have the display with all the different colors. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Bertha's great. Every uh, Bertha's great. Yeah. You know who shines in this movie every time, but especially shine for me this time. Hmm. Fiona Shaw. Oh yeah, she fucking steals the show every single time she's on screen. Every outfit of hers is amazing. Mm-hmm. Every every line read she has, she just strong presence. She's perfect. There was oh there was a character that I I th- I think we we know that she's the coat check lady yes but we know that she also appears in the f- in the first scene when Mario and Luigi are asking for help yeah and she tells him to bug off yeah I believe we see her one more time <gasps> in an extremely crucial role what some Tell something me. that shocked us the first time we noticed it Tell me when Mario and Luigi are getting checked into the police station yeah and Sergeant. No. Simon no. is sitting no. there no. with a woman's no. No. Ank- no. woman's no. foot on his no. neck. You're telling me that's her. I believe that's her. I don't believe that. I believe I don't that's believe her. Because I was looking at her this time around, too, because I was wondering, imagine being her. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> for the rest of your life getting to say, like, yeah, I was the one digging my heel into the policeman's shoulder in that scene in the live-action Super Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. Like, imagine how proud you would be. I mean, I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that's I her. I think it's her. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay a closer eye to that, and I'll get back to you the next time we talk about this movie. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, I do. We, we I can. Uh, you know, if if we're done with just our usual <laughs> nonsense, I can't connect it to the minute. No, like I, I got was some more. To. I got some more nonsense. Good, I good, get, good. Come at you. This is something that I tweeted from our account that I would like to bring up officially on a podcast about the movie. Great. How do you feel about the idea that when Mario is weirdly fondling the photograph, when Luigi and Daisy say, hey, this Capelli Brothers are fucking up the pipes, you got to come help. You, you know the moment I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. How do you feel about the theory that he was preparing to masturbate? Now, what I will say to you uh-huh. is that 
you have always held mm-hmm. that when Daniela leaves or when Mario drops off Daniela right then. That they had just fucked in they the car. They had just had sex in the car. Yeah, that's and I still stand by that. Now, look. I think Mario's insatiable. Me, I think they didn't. And I think, to me, that means that he was going to masturbate. <laughs> Wait, so we both agree that he was going to masturbate. But the thing is, I think, from your point of view, I can't, I can't agree with that. Uh-huh. But from my point of view, yes. He was definitely, he was shirtless, almost pantless. <laughs> definitely <laughs> looking at that picture in he a certain sure. way. He had a tank top on. Well, that's his undershirt. Sure. He, yeah. I mean, listen. He was looking at that picture in a certain way. Yes, he was. Um, I sort of watched the movie this time around from the lens of like, oh, Mario was about to check off <laughs> right before he went on this adventure. And I definitely feel like there was a, <laughs> there was a moment right after the iconic line, what, my favorite line in all of cinema history, mm-hmm. when Breakfast says dance with me, I'll hit, hit you all you like. Mario's smile there to me is more than just him smiling because his plan is working and he can steal the stone. I bl- I believe he was legit horny in that moment. Yeah. And I believe that there was just a split second where things might have gone the other way where he might have just completely forgot about the stone and gotten wrapped <laughs> up in a whirlwind romance with Bertha. Well, I mean, I I think the I mean, p- part of that further implication is that if he couldn't get the stone during the dance, he was going to spend as long as possible as much with, time Bertha. As he needed with Bertha. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would have complained either. No. Um, he definitely pudgy buns. He no, pudgy buns? no come on. <laughs> he enjoyed every moment of this. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, and who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Um, in that same scene, I want to highlight the line "Liberate, it's not too late," which is what uh, yes, which liberate, is, it's not too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what the evolved Koopa cousins say as they're being dragged out of the boom boom bar, and I think. It's a fun thing for them to shout in that moment, but it's also like, I don't know, it resonated with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a good, uh, you know, in, in times like these in this country, it can, it, can be, it can be easy to get down and think that uh, we're all just fucked and nothing's ever going to get better. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not too late. I think it's a good, it's a good, it's a good rally to shout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to plow through the rest of my notes. <laughs> you have a lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> This one just says Yoshi is a good boy. Yeah. I, I felt a, just a vivid urge to pet Yoshi uh, <laughs> this time around. Um, Underside or topside? Topside. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to caress the head. You don't want the belly. I like a, a belly rubbing a dog. I don't. Yeah. You know, who doesn't? Yeah. But I need to earn Yoshi's trust first. Sure. Yeah. I, I want to let Yoshi sniff my hand mm-hmm. and then I'm going to pet the head and then we'll see where it goes. Okay. Um, I wrote down the line those guys will do anything for publicity because that's still that's still a mystery that I'm but trying it, to crack I think I, that ties into the whole thing of what is Scapelli's business well yeah yeah I feel like I feel like and here's the thing I feel like there is an answer here yeah and I feel like you and I can get to the bottom of this yeah um, and then my final note simply says almost unreal by Roxette <laughs> <laughs> that's really um, that's just in our brains and I don't want to expand upon that note Good. Perfect. Love it. Um, all right. So, you know, when when Lord Rutledge is type, typing away on his fucked up laptop, <laughs> yeah. it really brings to mind when King Koopa is, you know, using his computer system both to talk to Sergeant Simon and to order the pizza from uh uh I, I would go further Python and say pizza. also when uh, Daisy is using the computer. Yeah, yes, yes, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's just computers in movies. In the 90s. In the 90s. They all had a certain aesthetic. Honestly, not even just in the 90s. The movie movie computers 
can be fucked up sometimes. It's true. And sometimes it's just as simple as like they didn't want to pay, you know, like they didn't want to give free advertising to Google or Bing. Yeah. So they made something up sure. and it's just fucked up to Find, look at. Your spider. Yeah. It's just <laughs> fucked up to look at. Yeah. And then other times it's like computers don't even work like this. Well, no. And we'll, well, I, hey, when we get back in a minute, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so go watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's very good. Great movie. Go listen to our podcast yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers minute. Yeah. And that's it. Let's yeah. get back to the minute. Okay. Um, we see this. Computer. He says, I want to say, I want to also note the, the way, what is going on yeah. right as he starts using the computer. Yeah. He says very slowly, as if he is typing the words "majestic hotel." He's also using a hunt and pack method yeah. to type, which. So we theorized before that this was a this piece of software was designed by Rutledge, because what other explanation could we have for him having like the detailed blueprints of the hotel? I have two. I mean, there's that, and the secondary theory, my that I think is a stronger theory, but it it doesn't it makes as little sense. Uh-huh. Is that he is hacked into the a internal, system? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and then this 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 moment only further confuses me. Yeah. Because he he's looking at as a screen that there are certain things about this screen that suggest this is a user facing majestic hotel website. I'm yep. talking about the guest services button. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the design. But then there are certain other things that mean it cannot be a guest, a user facing uh, majestic hotel website and that you can yeah. just search everyone's room service order history. Yeah. And staff, staff schedule is also on there. Yeah. Which makes me think that this is a, um, this is an internal system, mm-hmm. but then why is that guest services button there? And then also, frankly, on top of that, why is it this detail? <laughs> What's the, what, you know, what, what, in twenty twenty, I'm not seeing that internal menus that that in depth. Yeah. And also, on top of all that, he is using the hunt and pack method when he goes to search the room service history for bananas. Yeah. He says the words "word search" out loud, and that's a word search is a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seems very, frankly, inept. He seems like someone who does not know how to use a computer. This is true. I agree with this 100%. <laughs> also, also, there's no cursor. He no. just says room service, and then that button gets highlighted and clicked. Yeah. Is his voice activated? No. What's, so what's happening? He, no. Does he have a custom keyboard that is matching the screen? Okay, wait. Okay, I do have a theory for that now. I, now that you've said it, I've, I had a second to think about it. I believe on older computer systems, there were some things where there wasn't cursors, but you used the arrow keys to move or the letter keys to pick the button that you wanted. True, but nothing was highlighted. It was like he went did, straight to it. There was a highlight, highlightation. Not in that moment. Around around one of the buttons that he selects. It had like a, I thought I had like a little thing around it. It only gets highlighted once he presses it. That's true. There's no selection process. There is no selection process. I don't know. I feel like there's some way where you could hit like function S and it's like search, you know? Oh my God. Well, I'll say also, so then we get, we get the room service logs. So he's searching for the word banana because he knows that Dunstan loves bananas. Of course. Which, or, or that, or he knows that that the kids this movie movie sucks or he knows that the kids would just feed bananas to this monkey like it's it's one of the two yeah um can we talk about the the, so the the law the customer service logs yes so the first one is for mr and mrs r levitin Mm -hmm. they're in room 332 
And the banana item that they order is cornflakes with bananas. Yeah. Pretty normal. You, you want to talk about the rest of their order. Well, we can talk about the rest of their order, but also I want to talk about the buttons at the bottom of the screen. Oh, okay. One of the buttons says edit, and I, I don't know the scenario in which the edit button would need to be used. Mm-hmm. I guess because he's searching through past entries, right? Yes. I guess if some, if maybe if they hadn't paid yet and something was wrong, you might need to adjust. Yeah. But well, and then even diving into what you're talking about now, the orders are not presented with timestamps or meal stamps. It just says order one, order two, order three. Yeah. I they would be timestamped. Yeah. That really like that one really pisses me off. Yeah. Because any system that you have like this, you would have not just what was ordered, but when. Yeah. And so the fact that it just says order one, order two, order three. The one detail that I think they get right in the order number like that mm-hmm. is that the first one isn't breakfast. Yeah. Because you check into a hotel after breakfast. Yeah. So I, I think they get that part right. Sure. But the rest of it is nonsense. It's a free for all. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Levitons. Uh, well, there I do want. I, I, it's not in the first order; it's in the second. It's in the second screen. But uh, I want. I, I do want to highlight the presence of an item called the majestic burger. That oh, that's in the second seems, screen. Yeah, seems like weird branding to me for a high-end well, hotel. Do you remember when we at the beginning of the movie we saw a menu that had majestic omelet? I thought. Yeah. So it's just their branding. Omelet's a little bit classier than a burger, you know. Mm. Like majestic burger to me conjures up a very fast food image. That's interesting. I, I imagine like one of those, uh, I mean, now you'd find them in like a hipster restaurant where it's like, it has arugula. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's what I, I want. I just don't think the phrasing <laughs> majestic burger would oh, suggest Oh, because it sounds like majestic is like a knockoff McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's I, now I'm, I'm Now I'm in that headspace. I, I think the burger would be one of these hipster burgers with yeah. arugula and shit on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You want to talk about Brian's order? I want to talk about the Levitons order. Okay, that talk you, about the Levitons order. You, you had pointed this out before we started recording. <laughs> the second thing that the Levitons ordered uh-huh. was chocolate-covered strawberries and champagne. Oh, yeah. They fucked. That was, that was yeah, a, that's that was sex a, that food. That was a sexual meal. <laughs> that was sex a food. A sex snack, so to speak. And I, I think that's on purpose. Yeah. Uh, they also, their first order had filet mignon and a Sprite, which is just, I, that feels wrong to me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the kind of people who'd order a filet mignon would not also get a Sprite with it. Unless they're, you know, maybe this is a working class couple that has saved up for a big city trip. Eh, maybe. Uh, then the second one is for uh, A. Weiss. We just get the first initial. Yeah. Uh, room 232. The banana item there is a banana split. Sure. Uh, yeah. Normal. Everything. Every, that's where the Majestic Burger is also yeah. ordered. Uh, now this third order... This is Brian's order, but yeah. this is, again, Dr. Nagak's order. the system's out the window Yeah, because these other two people, it was just the first initial mm-hmm. and their name. This is Dr. Nagak's full name. Yeah. And we're, I, we maybe talked that, about... Maybe that's dependent on what information you give the hotel, if mm-hmm. I can play devil's advocate here. I guess. Or maybe that's that's going to be the signifier that Brian input this information because he didn't know their system. Perhaps. Uh, and again, I, I think we'll note that they are pronouncing it Nagak... Yeah, I don't think that's accurate. We don't believe it's accurate. And in the previous minute where the name came up, they did say it like three different ways. It's true. Uh, but this is in, in the royal suite. They get that part right. Uh, so the banana items are fruit salad, then in parentheses, bananas only. That's not a fruit salad. That's just it's chopped bananas. bananas. Yeah. Uh, baked banana. Do you, are you familiar with baked banana? Uh, I feel like I've, if that's if, if you just put bananas in your wok in, the, in Breath of the Wild, that's what you get. 
I guess. I was thinking maybe it was something like a almost like a dessert, like with a yeah, like a sugar maybe. in a in a in a baking thing. Perhaps chicken soup with banana. No, fuck that. What are you doing, <laughs> Brian? You got it, Brian. You have to know that's wrong. Uh, banana cream soda. Banana cream soda. No, I'm interested in. <laughs> But it does not seem like a thing a hotel would have. It seems so non-standard. Unless, unless mm-hmm. maybe they just have like, maybe they're making in-house soda. I guess. You know what I mean? Then, this is, this I thought was the most curious thing of all. Mm-hmm. With several of these orders. Diet Coke? Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that down. Diet In the Coke. room we see uh, Brian drinking like glass bottle Coke. Well, you, Diet Coke can come in a black glass bottle. But it's not diet branded that we see. No, but it's not anything branded that we see. I, I thought it was regular that's, Coke branded. That's not my issue with it. Uh-huh. I'm sorry that I, every time I say issue today, I say it the weird way. Um, my issue is what kid is ordering diet soda? Yeah. The the only other uh, the other sodas that we'd seen ordered were Sprite, and then someone else ordered diet Coke. Yeah. So I... I don't know. Maybe Diet Coke had a deal. You know, it's, it's very strange. Just to get mentioned in this scene that you no barely one even but see lunatics yeah. like us would pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Uh, then the the other thing that I think is interesting is that so there are four orders on uh, for Brian's four room orders. service business. Not one of them is for the Caesar salad with bananas. No. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And that that was what we saw the first thing he ordered. Yeah. And that's not even on there. There's like a scroll off to the side to scroll for more. Yeah. But that was the first thing. Well, again, if I can play devil's advocate. Sure. That was the first thing we saw. We heard. Yeah. Right. What I'm saying is maybe all this stuff was ordered before we, the viewer, joined the room. Oh, I guess. That's true. Dunstan and uh, Kyle were in the bath already, so maybe he'd called (laughs) seven more times before that. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, obviously, this tips off Lord Rutledge. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to even mention uh, next to the um, laptop, there's a glass. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is for Alka-Seltzer. I believe so as well. And and we had seen in a previous minute, Mr. Grant was eating Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. Both, both quote unquote, eating. dads. Eating is an interesting <laughs> word to use yeah, yeah. there. Both dads are eating Alka-Seltzer because they're worried about their children, quote unquote. Yeah. I, I, also, I also noticed along with the Alka-Seltzer was a, a full ashtray of cigarettes yeah. Which I think both things are just to suggest that he is stressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's stressed. Yeah. His retirement money's out the window. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, Lord Rutledge goes, well, this has got to be Dunstan. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he has a potassium deficiency. Yeah. Says. Well, we, we get cut off. He does say the he gets out the words potassium deficiency fully. This The C is 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 a bit. Bullshit. It's bullshit. a bit. Listener, listener. It's a bit. Listen, listener. Look. Bullshit. I know. Look, bullshit. listener. I know listener. for a fact that I've already watched the next minute, and Emily has not watched true, the next minute. I still know. And that why goes into that next minute. <laughs> if you say so. In a way that is confounding, but we'll get to that next week. If you say so. That's it. That's the end of this minute. Plugs. Uh. Well, my first plug is oh, to listen next... to this. Listen to this. Check this shit out. Check this shit out. <laughs> Minute 65. Yes. Will ha- be paired with. It's your choice. Yeah. American movie. Wow. Yeah. That And that's the documentary. The 1999 documentary. Yes. About Mark Borchard. 
mm-hmm. making his short film coven not coven yeah we'll get to we'll that, get next, that week. next week uh all right so you can check out other podcasts that i do like nothing new a remake podcast that me and justin Kizan. uh every month we get together and talk about remakes our february episode was about arthur which was originally released in 1981 and That's had a Arthur. remake. Yeah, and had a remake in 2011. Uh, so go go check that out. BenVNetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, you can also find me on It's On My List. It's on my list pod.com. Uh, that's that's uh, every month me and a group of friends get together and talk about movies that people tell us to see or we think people should see, hence that it's on my list. Because your kiss, your kiss uh, is on Y'all should check out uh, a great episode from a couple of months ago. Like, that was almost like six months ago now. Had to have been like maybe eight months ago now where you were on that. Oh, I feel like that was early. two years ago. That was 500 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about the uh, Dark Crystal. The dark crystal. Uh, and you can check that out. It's on my list, pod.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster andrew you can find me on twitter and instagram and twitch at very cool emily uh check out podcasts i do one called go go godzilla uh with which hey remember justin Keyzone from before he's there so is vic perfecto we talk about godzilla movies uh also rate and review us on apple pie um give us five stars and uh <laughs> <laughs> i'll just let that lay <laughs> <laughs> and the challenge of your review is to come up with the most buck wild banana dish that you think these fucking idiots would serve dunston um so give us five stars and then in the text of your review just describe a idiotic banana dish and you can find us on twitter at majestic hotel ny on instagram dunston checks men on patreon uh, please go join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dunstan Checksman. Patreon busted for <laughs> There <you>. it is. <laughs> uh, and we're also on YouTube. Just search for Dunstan Checksman and you will find uh, for every episode, I take the trailer for the movie that we're talking about and pair it, or pair it, I mash it up with the, uh, with the minute that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, this one is extra special. Of course it is. So it's a movie that's close to our hearts. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's my line? Oh, you did Patreon, right? Yep. What's your line? Yeah. Well, remember, Dunstan is spelled with a U. Fuck! (laughs) And we're checking out. Feeling peckish this midnight? Seek your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listener. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, quoting them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appetit. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.